Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 10th of March. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1969 and we traveled to Tennessee in the US where James Earl Ray confessed to the assassination of Reverend Martin Luther King. He'd been arrested two months after King's death at London Heathrow Airport, attempting to fly to Brussels on a false Canadian passport. At check-in, it was noticed that the name on his passport, Snaed, was on a Royal Canadian Mounted Police watch list. The UK quickly extradited Ray to Tennessee, where he was charged with King's murder. He confessed to the crime on March the 10th, his 41st birthday, and after pleading guilty he was sentenced to 99 years in prison. Three days later he recanted his confession and he fired his attorney, claiming that he had entered a guilty plea in an effort to avoid the death sentence. This has led to a flourishing of conspiracy theories. The Reverend Martin Luther King is famous for being a civil rights leader and was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964 for his non-violent struggle for civil rights for the Afro-American population. He viewed this struggle for justice as an essential part of his ministry as a Baptist minister. In his own words, I was a preacher of the gospel. This was my first calling and it remains my greatest commitment. You know, actually all the things that I do in civil rights I do because I consider it as part of my ministry. I have no other ambitions in life but to achieve excellence in the Christian ministry. His grandfather began the family's long tenure as pastors of the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta serving from 1914 to 1931. His father had served there from until the present, and from 1960 until his death, Martin Luther King acted as co-pastor. A strong student, an outstanding orator, after three years of theological study at the Crozer Theological Seminary in Pennsylvania, he was elected president of a predominantly white senior class. In his third year at Crozer, King had become romantically involved with a white woman, the daughter of a German immigrant, who worked as a cook in the cafeteria and planned to marry her. But friends advised against it, saying that an interracial marriage would provoke animosity from both blacks and whites. He was advised that this could potentially be damaging to his chances of ever pastoring a church in the South. King ended his relationship six months later and tearfully told a friend that he could not endure his mother's pain over the marriage. He continued to have lingering feelings towards the woman he left and one friend was quoted as saying he never recovered. And later on he struggled with his attraction to various different women. He completed a doctorate at Boston University while attending philosophy classes at Harvard University as an audit student. His dissertation was titled 
a comparison of the conceptions of God in the thinking of Paul Tillich and Henry Nelson Wieman. But he came to national attention when he led the Montgomery bus boycott against the policy of racial segregation on the public transport system of Montgomery. The Monday after Rosa Parks, an African-American woman, had been arrested for her refusal to surrender her seat to a white person. The campaign was ultimately successful and led to a United States Supreme Court decision that declared that Alabama and Montgomery laws that segregated buses were unconstitutional. Although the backlash against the court victory was quick and brutal, someone fired a shotgun through the front door of Martin Luther King's home, two buses were fired upon by snipers, the city suspended bus services for several weeks on account of the violence. King published a book, his first, called Stride Towards Freedom, The Montgomery Story. And later, whilst he was signing copies in Harlem, he narrowly escaped death after being stabbed. A mentally ill black woman who thought that King was conspiring against her with communists stabbed him in the chest with a letter opener. His second book, called The Measure of a Man, contained his sermons which argued for man's need for God's love and criticised the racial injustices of Western civilization. However, his memory has become immortal because of a 17-minute speech, later known as I Have a Dream, delivered to over a quarter of a million civil rights supporters from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. In the speech's most famous passage, in which he departed from his prepared text, he draws from imagery from the book of Amos in the Old Testament. Five years later, in 1968, King was planning a national occupation of Washington, D.C. to be called the Poor People's Campaign when he was shot by Ray at 6.01pm at a motel in Memphis, Tennessee. After emergency chest surgery, he died. And his autopsy revealed that although he was only 39 years old, he had the heart of a 60-year-old. His biographer Richard Branch attributed this to the stress of 13 years in the civil rights movement. And his death was followed by riots in many American cities, which was a testament to what an iconic figure he had become, but also one with a complex legacy for historians. all from the Pearl of Great Price today. I hope you've enjoyed listening and please join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the fire, a fire in Serampore, India, which led the missionary William Carey to international fame. Visit our website for more information at www.pogp.net and if you'd like to respond directly then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com 
Thank you to Kevin McLeod for today's music. Have a lovely day wherever you are. And thank you for listening.